alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. to the subliminal deception podcast this is the fifth episode now your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit basically uh my name is cody i'm joined by my co-host philip how are you buddy doing good cody how about yourself it's been a week but you know what uh these podcasts they keep me going they keep me sane i i can honestly say that without (laughs) you know just sounding whatever you know what i mean yeah. Coming from someone who's worked 12 days in a row and who's going to have to work another three days in a row. <laughs> definitely. This has been the highlight, what I've been looking forward to. So <laughs> It's this and the season premiere of Game of Thrones, the only thing that keeps us sane any longer. Uh, did you watch it, Phil? Oh, yeah. No, I watched it. It was great. Any thoughts? Ooh, uh, you know, it was a little boring. The thing is, it's Game of Thrones. Haven't seen it in two years. It's kind of like if you've been uh, forced to not be able to drink for two years <laughs> and you want a Jack and Coke, right? but all they have is bottom shelf whiskey. Mm. It's still a whiskey and Coke. Like it's still Game of Thrones, even if the episode wasn't that great. <laughs> I think they just needed to kind of rebuild. I, it felt like they kind of needed to establish a few storylines before they go forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It felt like almost like a reunion of a sitcom after like not being on the air for a long time. <laughs> you almost felt like when you saw like a character come in to focus, the crowd would like clap, you know, mm-hmm. like the TV audience would, you know, clap for him. And that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Like almost like it was a reintroduction. It was still good. I mean, like you said, it's been two years since it's been on and – I, it, it kind of amazed me that it. I think the exact number was 595 days since it was last aired, which didn't seem like it's been that long for me, but I guess I haven't really been paying that close of attention. And maybe because it's been airing on HBO like repeatedly for the last few months, just nonstop playing it, maybe it just kept it fresh in my mind. But Yeah, for me, it really did feel like that long because I'm the kind of person that cancels my HBO Go. <laughs> Uh, when Game of Thrones is not on uh, new. So mm. I haven't had HBO for two years. Right. I mean, I I have all the movie channels, but that's just because I am obsessed with movies and shit, and I just constantly love watching movies. So it's worth mm. the uh, extra expense, even though HBO is probably one of the least watched ones for myself. But they do have some good shows and shit. Yeah, I did notice that before and after, they did have a lot of commercials for brand new shows. Uh, there was like Euphoria, which was one that looked pretty interesting, but... I think um, that Chernobyl one looks kind of cool. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of good looking stuff on HBO. I mean, obviously, this is their big, you know, this is their big week for advertising new shows, but... I kind of wondered, like, okay, let's say just Sunday how much money they made on just that one day from the season premiere of Game of Thrones. 
Oh God, I couldn't <laughs> even imagine how much a subscription went up oh. in the seven days before Game of Thrones. Oh, a lot. God, yeah. they probably made so much goddamn money, but they deserve it because it's probably close to the greatest show ever made. Pretty close to and it, I'd say. They need it because it's expensive too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it is yeah. very expensive. Yeah, my uh, my Instagram must have known that I was uh, looking up HBO and Game of Thrones because it actually it suggested a <laughs> podcast for me. Oh, um, an inst- on Instagram, it was a uh, one of the uh, sites, and so basically, I gave it a listen. It was after I had watched Game of Thrones and the day after, and I thought like, wow, these guys are really good. They got great voice. They're put together like. I realized that they had done recap episodes every single day, pretty much. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's something I should do. Like podcast every day. I could get really good at speaking, really good at my delivery. And then I realized end of the episode (laughs) comes on. They talk about their other podcast and you know it. Oh, yeah. The podcast is the podcast is Throne Thugs and their other podcast is a favorite of ours, Murd Up. Right. So. Yeah, they do an excellent job, and I made sure to listen to what they said about uh, Game of Thrones returning because they seem to know every ounce of information about all the characters that I can't keep up with, so it's really good for that. Yeah, it was great. They had really good – they knew all the characters' names, ones that I had forgotten. They were talking (laughs) about speculation, Mm. uh, little little tidbits that you might have missed, so that was a – it was a great episode. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to go back and watch uh, or listen to the Red Wedding and Purple Wedding episodes because those were my favorite episodes. But Oh, really? I think the Battle of the Bastards was probably that or when they killed Baelish. That was probably my second favorite. <laughs> oh, the Battle of the Bastards was a good episode, too. Uh-huh. That one was awesome. That The giant in that one was fucking great. <laughs> I love that. Well, Phil, should we jump into the episode this week? Yeah, let's go. Now, I would say all our episodes up to this point, only four of them, but most of them, I think we have a pretty good, we used our rationale to kind of come to a conclusion of what it could be. Now, I'm going to say this about this subject that I found today honestly perplexes me like I have no answer at all. So I'm going to be curious what you feel once we start getting into the theories of everything. So let's dive in here. Now, they refer to it as the Oakville Blobs, okay? Now, the incident occurred in Oakville, Washington. Oakville, a little history about Oakville. As of 2010, the census uh, listed the town as 684 people, so a very extremely small town. The average rainfall per year is 55 inches. That's very important. Um, the people claim it rains about three days out of the week. That seems like quite a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is the Pacific Northwest, so yeah. they're known to get a lot of uh, lot of rain up there. That's just, it seems depressing. Yeah, I mean, I live in a place that's the exact opposite. Um, <laughs> the past three months, we've gotten rain every single month, so that's a little weird for us. Hmm. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I, I did live in England hmm. uh, right. for four years, and it was, it didn't rain that much, but it was always cloudy. Like, at any moment, it could sprinkle. That's kind of what it felt like. Well, like, today, it was downpouring all day today, and it's just, just felt depressed and tired, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's, that was definitely my whole four years. <laughs> you, you don't, I mean, you see the sun maybe two weeks out of the year Ooh. in the summer, and that's it. That's, that's what's considered summer. 
Well, I know what you're thinking, Phil. You're like, hey, uh, I really want to visit Oakville, Washington. Now, here are a few <laughs> here are a few highlights you can uh, when you book your trip. They have the Independence Day parade. They have a zucchini festival, and they have the ladies, <laughs> and they have a Christmas tree lighting with a spaghetti feed. So kind of fun if you're if you're looking for a vacation spot, head over to Oakville, Washington. <laughs> It's good that they could combine like the Christian Christmas holiday and like the atheist spaghetti monster holiday. <laughs> you know, I, I really appreciate that. That's very they, kind of forward them. thinking. They're very forward thinking. All right. Now let's get down to the matter at hand here. So the incident that in question occurred on August 7th, 1994. And the first report came in at about 3 a.m. Okay. Now the first witness was a officer david lacy and for some reason in the car with him was just his civilian friend they don't give a name it's just i don't know why you're riding around with an officer but it's a small town so who knows small town drinking buddy (laughs) they probably were drinking (laughs) three in the morning what the hell are they doing riding around together if they're not drinking now officer lacy and his friend were driving around when all of a sudden it started raining not too weird what was weird about this rain, it was actually like a goo, okay? That's where it gets the blob term from. Now, Officer Lacey remembers when it starts raining, you turn on your wiper blades. So when he tried to turn out his wiper blades, all it did was kept smudging on his windshield. So Officer Lacey decided, hey, something's kind of weird about this. So he pulls into the local gas station, and then he looks on the windshield, notices it's a weird gelatinous substance, so smartly, he puts on blue t- latex gloves and begins to wipe it off manually. This is when he notices the consistency of the substance is, quote, very mushy, almost as if you had jello in your hand, okay? Very mm-hmm. weird. Keep in mind, later reports about this, uh, the rain blobs, it would occur six more times over the next three weeks and the rain blobs would cover an area of roughly 20 square miles. So it's a pretty good pretty good distance, right? Mm-hmm. Where this starts to get weird is later that afternoon, Officer Lacey has to go to the hospital. Now, for him, he's claiming that he's having a hard, tri- a hard time breathing, and he's starting to begin feeling violently ill. But he doesn't really know it's because of the rain yet, or if he's just getting the flu or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, you wouldn't... Uh... You wouldn't really equate the two things. No, no, not at all. Until later that day, local resident Dottie Hearn steps outside after the rainfall. And when she was looking out, she thought it was just rice-sized hail. So she just goes on her porch and she begins touching it and feeling it. And once again, much like Officer Lacey, she notices it's a very gelatinous substance again. Now, late and even later after she touched it, her daughter, Sonny Barcliffe, would find her laying on the bathroom floor, claiming that she's very sick and had just vomited. So then she had to go to the hospital as well. The symptoms she was suffering from were dizziness and nausea. Are you kind of seeing a pattern here? Yeah. It now, seems like everyone's kind of <laughs> getting, getting the same kind of shit from this. Now, a really peculiar thing is the doctor who is treating Dottie told her that it certainly wasn't from the blobs, and he told her she was just suffering from a severe ear infection, okay? 
and she would have to spend the next three days in the hospital receiving treatment. Little weird. You know, I don't know. It sounds like a maybe he's a shill paid off by the government, (laughs) you know. Here's what I'm just thinking. So if she had a severe ear infection, do you, I don't think you pass on vomit from that. I mean, if it if it's so bad that it screws up your equilibrium, equilibrium, then maybe yeah, that could do that. Yeah, that's true. So we have two people in the hospital now after coming into contact with the goo. Now we have a third one. Her daughter, Dottie's daughter, Sonny Barcliffe, and her friend also handled the goo. And then they would go to the hospital as well, claiming bouts of fatigue and nausea. Now, what they said is they had just gotten a new kitten as well. And when the kitten was getting rained on by this goo, that kitten passed away, which is very weird. Obviously, a kitten doesn't have as strong of immune system as like an adult cat or dog or whatever. And several other residents in the towns claim that adult cats and dogs got very sick from the rain as well. For some reason, it killed the kitten, like we said, but the adult animals seeming to be okay. They were just very sick. So what are your thoughts so far? Well, you said that there was like 600 people in this town. Right. Was it raining on the town or just kind of, you said like 20-something square miles? 20 square miles around this town. Around the town. If it was causing, you would think that this would be a big happening, like every, it's small town, so. Right. You would think everyone would handle this goo, and you would think that there'd be over 600 sick people. It's weird that there's only a few sick people. Oh, hold on a minute. sick cats. Hold on a minute now. Or is that just so far, maybe? Those are the only three witnesses that came out publicly about it. They're, the whole town had several people who were sick as on top of that. They were, the hospital was filled with people who were sick as well. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I know it seems like it's only these three, but the the town itself was very sick. It's just these three are like the main ones who like publicly came out and acknowledged all of this shit. Now, not everybody would be sick instantly. Like I said, it, it occurred, I believe, six times over the next three weeks. So people were coming in at different stages over the next three weeks. Um, the different symptoms that the other residents were claiming, breathing problems blurred vision, nausea, uh, and vertigo. Those were the main symptoms that people claimed they were were, uh, suffering from. Now, another resident named Beverly Roberts claimed that the entire town suffered from flu-like symptoms for the next two to three months, and it just wouldn't go away. Hmm, that's... It, for two to three months after the after the their, gelatinous rain stopped? Basically, from the first time the rain came down, all the times it was raining, for the next two to three months, Beverly Roberts claims, basically, there was like a weird illness that was just getting everybody there, and it just wouldn't go away. It was like, I don't know, like a plague or something. I don't know. A flu, kinda, basically. It kind of sounds like that South Park episode with the zombies <laughs> where the doctor just kept claiming it was pink eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that's a season one. That's It's like, well, with that doctor, did he claim that everyone who came in just had the ear infection? Like, <laughs> I See, that's where they don't say. It was only Dottie that the doctor actually said hey, you have a severe ear infection. All the other people, they don't really say what the doctor um, said about him. It's just maybe, what I was thinking kind of is maybe because Dottie's older, 
and officer and her daughter are younger. Maybe they have stronger immune systems. You know what I mean? Like it affected her worse mm, right. than the more fit civilians of the town. Yeah, right. That's- correct. All right. Now, her daughter, Sonny Barcliff, actually managed to put a bit of the goo in a little container and have it tested. And it was tested by a man named Dr. David Little. I think it's Little. It's L-I-T-L-E. I'm pretty sure that's Little. Either Little or Lytle. <laughs> it could be David Lytle. <laughs> Either way, it's a weird name. Now, here's where it gets kind of weird. The first test, he concluded that the goo contained white blood cells. Okay. Now, the sample was then sent to a Mike Osweiler, who worked for the, hold on for this, Washington State Department of Ecology Hazardous Material Spill Response Unit. Whew, I, th- I feel like they should have a shorter title for his job. <laughs> yeah, they should definitely have like an acronym, like <laughs> FEMA or like ICE, something like that. Jesus. Something catchy. That is not catchy. That's like hard to even say. Imagine yeah. going to the bar with that and trying to get laid <laughs> off of like the title. <laughs> Lady's like, like, what do you do, Mike Osweiler? Well, I'm the Washington State Department of Ecology Hazardous Material Spill (laughs) Spill Response Unit. What do you do? She's like, you could hear her. You could hear her pussy dry up like during that title. (laughs) She's like, I'm not interested. (laughs) Okay, now, now Mike Osweiler, I think, had a little bit more knowledge about dealing with cells and stuff. So what he found was they were, in fact, white blood cells, but they're white blood cells that didn't contain a nuclei. Are you familiar with what a nuclei does in a cell, Phil? Yeah, it's kind of like the central nervous system. Right. Basically, kind of call it the, the command center, kind of. Now, these cells are generally uh, found in bacteria. Humans obviously mostly have white blood cells with a nuclei in them, so they determine that the goo is some possibly some form of bacteria. So, like a pathogen? Possibly. Or... They don't know what it is. I'm going to go over a little bit more testing that they're going to do on these later on, but the initial test, they just determine that they're white blood cells without a nuclei in them, which is usually found in different strands of bacteria, but they don't know what type of bacteria it was basically now later a amazing show called unsolved mysteries you remember this oh yeah i'm a a fan favorite (laughs) this show used to scare the fucking shit out of me just the music it's funny how many people like around our age they even hear that music and it's just like you instantly kind of get creeped out you know what i mean get that little cringe Mm -hmm. like your shoulders raise up Mm -hmm. it's spooky (laughs) so anyway Their show aired, I believe, about three months after the incident occurred. So that's why they were able to test the samples and stuff. So they hired a microbiologist at the Washington State Department of Health to run tests. Um, His name was Mike McDowell. He found it contained two bacterias, one of which is one that lives within the human digestive system. And they don't mention what the other one was. Maybe it was an unidentified bacteria or something. So that's kind of strange. Now the you said it, you said it lives inside the human stomach. Yeah, it's a bacteria that's found naturally in the human digestive system. So okay, that is interesting. <laughs> it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. I don't. That's why I'm saying this whole story is just fucking strange, man. 
So they also had another microbiologist tested named Tim Davis. What he concluded is he believes that the substance came from something that was actually alive or is still alive. So take from that what you will. So basically it could have came from, well, we're going to go into the theories here in a minute, but basically it came from a living creature or something like that. What are you feeling at this point before we get into the theories? Well, when you said it came possibly from like the human digestive system, it could have been in my mind, like maybe an airplane dumped its shitter Mm. over the town and it just kind of got caught up. Right. Like how uh, like how hail forms, it just goes up and down in the atmosphere. Right. And then just turned into like frozen, you know, shit gel, maybe. <laughs> that's a that's pretty smart because uh, that will be one of the theories we'll be talking about. I have about five or six of them that we're going to go through. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, I went through all these theories and a lot of them this whole scenario kind of leaves me perplexed. So when we get to the end of it, I'm going to be curious what you think here. All right. So we're going to start off with something that might be a little silly. Um, Have you ever heard of star jelly? No, I can't (laughs) say I have. Okay. Some other terms for it are astromixin, astral jelly, star rot, star shoot, or moon poo. Starges. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is going to be a little hard to explain because this is essentially almost a myth in itself. Where the legend comes from is people believe that when a meteor shower happens, um, the asteroids are breaking up and all that. And when they split apart, they release this gelatin that they call star jelly. Are you following me so far? Yeah. And then it falls towards Earth. Now, they can't prove or disprove this actually happens, but a lot of people believe that it doesn't actually exist. It's just kind of a folklore thing, right? Okay. So they don't, like, basically what they're saying is, I guess an asteroid could be like an egg. You crack it open and there's some weird substance inside that then, once it enters the atmosphere, then rains down on Earth. That kind of sounds like uh, the theory of panspermia. Mm. Like, when a comet or meteor transports cells that started the uh population oh yeah yeah, like bacteria and all that on earth yeah you've ever heard of that so obviously that's technically a theory and in some sense i guess that kind of could be what star jelly is kind of like i said they've never actually proven that that actually exists from what we've witnessed now what a lot of people I should say this, what a lot of the scientific community is blaming the quote star jelly on is actually created from frogs or different amphibians through their ovum jelly. Now what this jelly is, is when the eggs are inside of them, it's surrounded in this gelatin-like substance. So let's say you have a frog and it gets killed by a predator and it spills out all this jelly. Now, when that jelly gets wet, it expands into a big kind of jello ball, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It's just the jelly gets bigger when it gets wet. So that's technically what they think star jelly is when people are seeing it. Now, what? how this could, in my mind, I was like, would it be possible that, say, there's a huge swarm of frogs or something got sucked up into a storm, 
got shredded to pieces and then that was raining down on the town. Yeah, that's that's good, a good explanation of it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. There's in um, like Florida, whenever there's like a water spout, which is like a tornado over water, a lot of those like fish, frogs, other wildlife get picked up and dropped. Exactly. Uh, I've heard of stories of like a water spout going over a golf course and it raining golf balls. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading that too. That's kind of where the term it's raining frogs can come from because obviously they're just tiny little creatures that can get sucked up into a storm or into a water spout like that. And it makes it look like they're raining down on you. You know what I mean? Fertilizing the uh, orange groves. (laughs) Either way, it's fucking weird. Okay. Now the next one's, uh, very strange too they refer to it as jellyfish bombings (laughs) now what they're speculating is that the military (laughs) was i've never trusted jellyfish (laughs) so what they speculate is the military was testing bombs in the ocean and they exploded a school of jellyfish they went flying into the air got caught in the atmosphere and then rain down in Oakville, and while it seems pretty out there, what you can, if this was jellyfish, what you could say is that would at least explain why people were getting sick from it. Yeah, and it would kind of explain the consistency too. Correct. If you imagine putting a jellyfish in a blender, (laughs) you'd probably come out with, you know, just this goop. (laughs) Have you ever got stung by a jellyfish? No, I haven't. I haven't either, but I've heard people get, like, it burns like a motherfucker, and I think you get kind of sick from it, so. When I uh, when I was in Guam uh, a few months ago, they were actually had, I think it's the purple flag for jellyfish. They were warning people that, like, jellyfish were spawning in the area of the beach. Oh, so stay so, out of there. Yeah, stay out of there, because if you get stung, it hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> I Apparently. So I've I've been to California and Florida, both the coasts, and I didn't see any jellyfish there. But I think in Alaska when I was there, I seen them flo- floating in the water. I believe I seen them up there. They're kind of weird looking things. Obviously, I'm not going to touch them, but yeah, I've I've heard that when they're in the water, they're obviously well, they're blown up. But when they're on the land, they look all deflated and. <laughs> They look like an empty sack of like from a grocery store, just kind of laying on the ground. To be honest, from all the other theories I'm about to go into, a lot of people give a lot of credence to the jellyfish bombings. Okay, since you're in the service, do you think they just drop bombs in the ocean to test them? Uh, I mean, they have ranges for this. I mean, (laughs) like, it's not just, uh, like drop them wherever and see what happens. They know what the they know what the bombs are going to do. Whenever they drop bombs, they're just kind of seeing like giving the pilots practice. So <laughs> I can, okay. So you don't think it was like a swarm of communist jellyfish trying to come on America's soil and they felt the need to bomb them? Well, you know that I'm always worried about communist jellyfish, <laughs> but I, I just I mean I could see maybe a a bomb. Uh, the thing is, you have to be worried about like where you drop bombs, especially off the coast. Um, yeah, you'd create a typhoon, kind of, right? Well, no. I mean, there could be... Because you never know 
like what kind of animal life is underneath the ocean. I guess the military maybe doesn't give a fuck about whales, <laughs> but or sea lions or killer whales, whatever. But I was thinking more of like the big, big fish, the big sharks and whatnot. Right. God, I don't just think about, okay, the explosion of the bomb would have to launch the jellyfish fucking thousands of feet in the air, right? To get it to get stuck up in the atmosphere. Or I mean, in like the storm clouds. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a long way up there. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it's possible though. I mean, it's the most plausible that you said so far. So, well, what do you got next? I I think you're gonna jump on this one. All right. Now we're. I'm gonna say this for me personally. I think you'll probably agree. Um, I hate talking about the next subject, and I hate people who think they're real. To be honest. Hipsters. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, the hipsters were throwing their gelatinous PBRs in the air. <laughs> no. Avocado toast. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Uh, avocado toast that got stuck up in a storm. No, that is chemtrails. Dun, dun, dun. God, I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I hate it. So basically, people believe that chemtrails last longer than contrails and the government has been spraying the skies um supposedly to protect from solar radiation uh have weather control psychological control human population control or biological or chemical testing so basically what they're claiming is they were spraying this area with some new chemical or something and then it just started raining blobs down and got everybody sick or it was a, a side effect of all the chemtrails being sprayed caused this weird jelly storm i mean if you believe in chemtrails then it's probably a great theory but if you don't then you're kind of left just <laughs> shaking your head laughing i mean well how do you feel about chemtrails i don't think they're real <laughs> like it's it's just not something that they would do over American soil. I mean, unless unless global warming became really bad and they had to put uh, all of the – I think they want to put either sulfur or aluminum dust in the air to try to block out the rays. Yeah. Um, I assume that's what the solar radiation protection is. Yeah, but that's just a last resort type thing and we're not there yet. Well, I – so. When I was looking up, like, the Wikipedia explanations for chemtrails, they literally put human population control. And if they're doing that, I don't see any sort of sign that they're actually succeeding at that at all, right? Well, like, young people aren't having as many kids, but I feel like that's really just kind of like society. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's strictly a cultural thing in America anyway. Like, porn is way too good and way too accessible, and people just aren't fucking as much as they used to, you know? <laughs> That's a good point. Now, we're going to move on to the next one here. Um, it kind of goes along with chemtrails, but it's military biological weapon testing. Um, essentially, that the military was testing some sort of agent that they were going to use, possibly in chemical warfare. The weird thing is that... The Oakville residents, they claim several days before the goo rain started that they witnessed slow-moving military planes passing over Oakville. 
Now that's confirmed that they actually said that happened, whether it did or not, we don't know. Now the Air Force was actually doing bombing runs over the Pacific in August of 1994. That is confirmed. But they claim they had nothing to do with uh, the goo rain, and it was just simply practice runs that they do. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, it is kind of weird that the the Air Force did admit that they were dropping bombs, because that would well, I don't go think, with the jellyfish. I don't think they were actually dropping bombs. I think they were doing practice runs like if they were to drop bombs. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so they weren't using, like, live munitions. I don't oh, believe okay. so. Like, just simulating, like, if they were going to bomb a certain area. That's what I would assume it was. That could be. I Unle- mean... Unless they drop, like, say, either real bombs or if they're dropping the bombs without any explosives in it. Like, just like a targeting thing. Oh, like the duds? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Now, there is actually supposed um, situations where the government has actually tested on civilians without them knowing, allegedly. Um, we'll start off with Operation Big Buzz. Have you ever heard of this? No, no, I have not. <laughs> okay, give me a quick guess of what you think Operation Big Buzz is. Jesus, I'm just hoping that they're not spiking Jack Daniels whiskey. Uh, <laughs> God, I'll, I'm fucked. Uh, Operation Big Buzz, I'm going to say it has something to do with like um, a lot of noise, like trying to like like an audio like type of weapon maybe mm, close what allegedly what they did was in i believe it was alabama they released a shit ton of mosquitoes containing yellow fever and what did they wanted to see was if mosquitoes could be launched in a warlike scenario so like let's say there's some place they wanted to attack they unleashed all these mosquitoes that then get everybody to contract yellow fever. You know what I mean? Yep. Allegedly. Apparently that they it was a real thing. I didn't look too deep into it. Maybe that'll be something on a, another episode. Weird government testing things. But apparently it was called Operation Big Buzz. So take from that what you will. Alright, next one, Phil. Operation Sea Spray. Sea Spray. Yep. I'm gonna say Operation Sea Spray. Ooh. Maybe they use crop dusters and uh, maybe sprinkled some crap on like a small town. So apparently what this was, was they dropped bacteria all over San Francisco. And what they wanted to do was to test how easy it was for enemies to basically access our West Coast um, and see how easy it was for them to drop their chemical testings or their biological weapons on the area. That's what it was saying. It just said people got really sick, kind of like with the rain blobs, but they weren't complaining about blobs or anything. It was just uh, some bacteria that got everybody sick, and it killed a few people, allegedly. Oh, it even killed a few people? That's what it says. I was was thinking that the mosquitoes infected with yellow fever was a little excessive. (laughs) Like, you you think you just give them, like, a strand of the common cold, not like... Okay, if you were to give them just the common cold, though, would that wipe out, like, a military force? No, but I was just saying to, like, practice the mosquito. <laughs> uh, the mosquito transfer system. Right. You don't need, you know, like... <laughs> One of the worst diseases need, ever. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to test out, like, the big gun. You can use, like, you know, a little little BB gun on, you know, 
just a little guy. There's actually another one I, I was reading on. I didn't put it on here, but apparently they tested it was malaria either in prisons or it was in a school. Like they just injected all these people with it or whatever to see what would happen. <laughs> uh, I remember I just watched it was actually it's weird. It was on a couple of the podcasts that I listened to um, MK Ultra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a. Uh, it reminded me of like MK Ultra and all of the weird stuff that they did during that, <laughs> which is supposedly all true. So, a lot of people have a lot of information about it. See, that's where when I was reading into this supposed government testing thing, I swore there was a report of they dropped where they like tainted the water with LSD in a certain area to see if it would cause chaos or whatever. You know what I mean? But I couldn't find it anywhere. But I swear I've heard that before. Yeah, I've definitely heard of random sample sizes of people getting uh, like infected or like being introduced to a substance that they didn't realize that they were taking. Right. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Pineapple Express when they gave that guy <laughs> marijuana and then like he started giving shit to all of the generals. And <laughs> I like that. What does he say? He's like, illegalize it. <laughs> it's like substance, substance 50 four or something like that whatever it is <laughs> talking about it uh now now the very last government testing one i put on here was in world war ii they subjected soldiers to mustard gas mustard gas experiments Ugh. yuck <laughs> i know that's fucking bad that's a bad one all right now we're gonna let me jump back to the one that you spoke of earlier which would have been from the airplanes they refer to this as osweiler's theory now, you remember Osweiler, he was one of the first guys from the job title that was super long to test us out? Yep. So what he was claiming, like you said, is that it was basically airplane waste that had been dropped and got, I don't know, caught in a storm or something and got all shredded up and just effectively shit airplane crap all over the place. Now, there, there's a few holes with this. The FFA came out immediately and said that it couldn't have been possibly from them because all of their toilet waste is dyed blue. And all of this goo was tran like a translucent white color. So it was clear. It like was clear. It was white, but it was like see-through too, kind of. That's how they explained it. Now, the other thing in his theory is how did it continue to rain like that for the next several weeks? There's no way one airplane just keeps dumping shit six times over three weeks in this just one small town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, unless it was a heavily trafficked area. Like if it say it was it happened to be along the route from L.A. to like um, Seattle, maybe. But here's the other thing. Why wasn't it occurring over and over again instead of just the isolated incident over three weeks? It should be happening all of the time because after this event, it never happened again. Mm. And it's never happened before this. It was just this one time in August of 1994 for three weeks, and then it just never happened again. And it's never happened since then. That is weird. It could have been just maybe one pilot went off his meds for a couple weeks <laughs> and just decided like, you know what, old Phil, and then just dumped every single time he flew over. I like mean, maybe he was bullied by a kid from Oakville and... <laughs> You know, he he didn't get uh, they ran out of spaghetti at the spaghetti feed and this is how he took it out on him. 
Yeah. Fuck you, Oakville. (laughs) (laughs) It still doesn't explain why it wasn't blue, though. Yeah, I mean, it could have gotten cleaned out in the atmosphere, but I don't know, just speculation, but... Right. I Now, the last one is one that I kind of came up with myself. Now, there are two things that kind of, I think, kind of go hand in hand. We could either have a case of mass hysteria, where the town was in on a giant hoax. So, in regards to the mass hysteria, let's say that perhaps the rain was a little different or the rain was gooey or whatever in in some way, right? Mm-hmm. What if one person got sick? Let's say Dottie, she got sick and everyone else was weirded out by the rain. So they all started believing that they were sick as well. And then it just kind of created this mass confusion thing. Now, that's not that strange, or how familiar are you with mass hysteria? Not very familiar, but I, I do know the concept. So I have a few examples here. Now, mass hysteria is something that has really fascinated me for some reason. Um, so they had something called Dancing Mania of 1518 in Strasbourg, Alas. I think that's what it is. I think it's a town that probably doesn't exist anymore. But anyway... One person started dancing, and then a whole bunch of people just started dancing, like, repeatedly for days and days on end um, over the period of a month for no apparent reason. Some even died of stroke, heart attack, and exhaustion. They had no explanation why everybody just started dancing, but they just kept dancing and never stopped until they started dying. Have you ever heard of this? No, I've never heard of that. (laughs) Isn't that crazy, though? Like... Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, now, now, one you probably will be familiar with is the Salem Witch Trials. Um, I was I was just about to say, I wonder if it has anything to do with that tainted bread. The poison, the, the bacteria poison rye bread. You ever heard of that? From the Salem Witch Trials? Well, why they think that all of these uh, like kids were going crazy. These females, like female teenagers. They think that... They think that there was possibly like poison rye bread, uh, like some of the rye had gone bad, and there was a poison in the bread. Oh, and that's what started the Salem witch trials. Well, it's one of the theories on why, like, why people just kind of went crazy. But well, what I heard the, the the story that I've heard repeatedly is effectively there was no witchcraft or any of that. Okay, basically, what it was was there's a bunch of little kids. And one of the little kids started, was in trouble, and he told one of the elders or something that some, one of the ladies in town was a witch and put a curse on him, so then they executed her. And then another kid seen that that kid had gotten away with it, and so he started blaming, calling all these women witches, and then those women started saying that other women were witches, and just kind of like snowballed into everybody just beginning to blame each other. Mind you, they hung uh, men, too, for this. So it was just kind of like a thing, like a big blame game that eventually turned into a mass hysteria where people were just kind of killing each other for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can understand that. That's <laughs> like it, That actually makes sense. Like, I mean, it, it does, because if, if a little kid gets away with something, they're going to just start thinking that that's acceptable. And then if another kid sees that kid getting away with it, then they think that's acceptable. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of human nature. Now, the last example of mass hysteria is probably one of my favorite ones. I 
don't quote me, but I believe this happened in Japan. They had something called the penis panic, in which all these men started going to the hospital claiming they had genital retraction syndrome. Basically, they were uh, terrified that their penises kept shrinking. Like, all these men just kept going to the hospital claiming that their penises kept getting smaller and smaller. (laughs) And, of course, the doctor's like, dude, there's nothing wrong with your penis. It was just like one person thought their penis was shrinking, then all of a sudden all these other men started thinking their penis was shrinking. It is a fascinating story, and it is fucking insane. Sounds like a really good excuse just to, you know, (laughs) oh, that's what it is. Genital (laughs) retraction syndrome might be a real thing, but um, the whole city can't get penis retraction uh, syndrome at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just kind of sounds like a good excuse came out, and they're like, oh. I'm going to go to the doctor, you know, (laughs) get this documented that it used to be bigger, but, you know. (laughs) But anyway, you get the idea that maybe one person caused an entire town to kind of lose their shit about this stuff. It's possible. I don't really know. Or the other thing could be that since it's a small town, maybe they conduct, uh, maybe they concocted a whole theory to come up with a big lie so then to get publicity in the town and all of that that's not completely out of the question but you'd have to get obviously 600 people to agree to it yeah i mean you wouldn't really need to get all 600 people to agree to it you could just say that they missed out on it or if they don't go along with it then you could call them out as liars right right you just need the most influential people in town to say that it happened and then it happened yeah, that's a good, even if it didn't happen. It's a very good point. So basically, that those are all the theories that I have, and to me, I'm kind of left perplexed by I I don't really know what the hell this could be. Like I truly, I mean, I could add obviously narrow one down that I think is probably the closest one in my opinion, but I don't really know what the hell this is. So Phil, you I know, I want you to tell me what you think the closest theory. That could have caused this weird biological goo to rain on the town. You know, I'm uh, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't uh, you didn't bring this theory up, but it's so obviously aliens. I mean, I come on, I act, aliens. You know what? I I probably should have brought them up. I think they probably could have went along with like the star jelly theory, probably. Like maybe they were dumping their shit on the town. Think about War of the Worlds. Remember that movie, the Tom Cruise movie? You mean the documentary? Oh, the documentary. I'm sorry. Remember how they were basically um, pureeing humans and then uh, (laughs) just fucking uh, fire hosing all of the goop out on the fields to uh, basically – what were they doing in that movie? Weren't they – they were trying to like re-like terraform the – well, obviously not terraform Earth because you can't terraform. But they were trying to make the planet more like their home. So they were mm. like juicing the, the <laughs> ground. So their their home looks like Dick Cheney's basement. Uh, <laughs> Dick Cheney's funnest dream. Is I'm pretty sure he just, just a has a nightmare. I think he has most shut up human bodies in his basement. That's his swimming pool. But. Yeah, I also remember is like those giant three-legged robots and they had like little ball sacks on them that would like store the humans in them and then they'd suck them up inside. 
I stuck remember. him up in the little anus sphincter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I remember Tom Cruise did a lot of running in that movie. A lot of cardio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we could have threw aliens in there. I mean, why not? Everything else is weird as fuck. Throw the goddamn aliens in there. So, okay, let's say if it's the aliens, why would they be doing this? You know, uh, I don't know. They just do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, they're aliens. So <laughs> you maybe... Should- Maybe they have some grand scheme that you can't, you know, can't see. I got it's just it. too big. I got it. They were in Pittsburgh partying at the bar. They had severe diarrhea by the time they got to Washington. And they had to dump all the shit uh, all over. Maybe that's it. Being in, di- being in Pittsburgh is enough to give you diarrhea in itself. <laughs> we have to bring up Pittsburgh every episode, so there it is. Yeah. It's the best if you, we got. If you do live in Pittsburgh, folks, remember, it is now legal to move out of Pittsburgh, so <laughs> just go for it. Just get out of there. So, okay, in all seriousness, Phil, what theory calls to you? Oh, um, I think I like... Uh, I like the idea that a storm is picking up uh, animals like sea life and kind of uh, mashing them up in the air and then dropping them on the the ground. I kind of like that. I also kind of like mass hysteria now that I think about it. It is something a small town would do to put itself on the map. Right. Well, see, mass hysteria is more they don't realize they're doing it, but the town caught up in a huge lie. Unless maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe one lady was lying and then it caused everybody else to freak out and think they were under attack. And then they started all thinking they're sick. Yeah. And anyone who did know about it, I mean, if you believe a lie enough, it becomes true to you. So I think I think like a lot of people's main theory is they think that the government did this and like they were testing some sort of new biological weapon that could be used so why not just test it on a dinky ass little town in washington that probably nobody cares too much about yeah a lot of people need to have that kind of thought in their life though (laughs) just to make it seem like it's not my fault yeah it's the government (laughs) it's the government the government forced my wife away the government (laughs) is why my kids don't call the government (laughs) is why i hate my job (laughs) well see I don't know. This whole story is just, I remember, I think I might've seen it on Unsolved Mysteries way back when, but just like the, the whole thing, just, it's just such a weird event. Like there's no other reports of this ever happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to definitely have to YouTube that episode of Unsolved Mysteries because those were my favorite ones. (laughs) I know that you're a, you're a true crime junkie, but Mm -hmm. I'm a paranormal, like alien type. Like I used to love those. My brother actually uh, had bought the whole DVD box set of uh, Unsolved Mysteries, but it was just ghosts, um, aliens, and like strange things. It wasn't any of the true crime stuff. So I think I had that one actually. I think I I think I bought that actually. I might still have it. Yeah, I'm. Well, I think they're. I all, don't. If you're curious, I think they're all free on YouTube. By the way. Oh yeah, no, you can find anything on that YouTube. It's amazing. But I think Unsolved Mysteries literally airs the Unsolved Mysteries channel and airs free episodes. Oh, on YouTube. Yeah. Since it's so old, I mean, I've heard it's coming back, though. I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know. I know, what is that show? Uh, Twilight Zone is coming back on CBS All Access. Yeah, by um, the guy who made, I really like the movie, Get Out. No, 
Yeah, is it Get Out? Is it Key and Peele? Or yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, yeah. The guy who made, I think, Get Out and his new movie, Us, which is supposed yeah. to be awesome. I want to watch that one. I'm not a huge horror fan, but that looks really good. It's a, It looks like it might be a thinker. Like, <laughs> Well, his other one was kind of a thinker movie, kind of a weird thinker movie. Like, it's a, a good horror movie, but in, like, not necess- more of a suspenseful horror movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, I never actually watched that one. Really? You... Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I probably should watch it. I've heard really good things about it. It's. Uh... I'm just not a horror movie. I used to love horror movies when I was a kid, but <laughs> I just don't. I literally um... watch like four horror movies a week, so <laughs> I'm kind of a horror movie junkie. Good, bad, shitty, I'll watch them all. Yeah. I remember I used to like, uh, God, those old, the mainstay ones like Leprechaun, uh, <laughs> Halloween, the old Halloween movies I watched all the time, but um, it's just hard to watch them. I, I think, oh, I think horror movies like you have to really like them, or just kind of you're not really that into them, which is completely understandable. Because most of the time, I'd say like seventy five percent of horror movies are complete dog shit. So, well, you, you've got that Shutter app, so Shutter, yeah, Netflix, all that. So Shutter's pretty good, but I'm running out of movies because I've watched so many of the good ones. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, guys, that concludes our episode. I think me and Phil are both kind of throwing our hands in the air. We don't really know what the hell this is, but we do have an email. And we would love to hear if you have whatever your idea of what the hell this is or if you've ever even heard of this before. So, Phil, why don't you fire away with that email? All right, Cody. The email is subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Perfect. And uh, yeah, we would love to hear just anything you guys want to talk about, uh, anything on the past episodes, how you think we're doing, if you think we're no good hacks and need <laughs> to quit talking, you know, whatever. Just, just let us hear from you. I've heard that before. Now, if they want to get a hold of us directly, where can they do that? Well, I think the easiest way is uh, Instagram. And we are at uh, Subliminal Deception Podcast on Instagram. And that's actually... The best way to get a hold of us. Uh, give us a like on our posts. Follow us. Uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah. So for those who don't know, I'm also on Bumblebutt Podcast. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can follow us at Bumblebutt Podcast on Instagram. You can speak to me directly. Or if you want to speak to Phil, hit him up on the Subliminal Deception uh, Instagram feed. Just talk to either of us. We'll communicate with each other. Now, the final thing that we ask is for you to please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, we have gotten a couple of them, which are awesome. So if you guys just, if you like the show, just keep them coming. Just click that five stars or write something in there. doesn't matter. It really helps the show grow. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, that's going to do it for me. Is that going to do it for you, Phil? Yep, that's going to be all for me. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.